Today, we continue on in our sermon series, As the Word Turns. We began a few weeks ago with a sermon entitled, Snow That Grows. And we weren't talking about snow that builds and builds and piles up like the Midwest and the East have experienced recently. We were talking about snow that grows when it actually diminishes and melts and then gives nourishment and life to the earth below it. Because we know that even though the earth seems dead below snow, something's happening down there. And when we apply this to our spiritual lives, we realize that God intends things to happen beneath the surface in our lives and in our spirits. And when that grows, something beautiful begins to blossom. And so God's purpose is fulfilled even when things seem like they're not alive at all. This was true in Jesus. As his life seemingly diminished, as he moved toward the cross, the ultimate experience was new life, new growth in resurrection. And then last week we, we explored the theme, Receive the Power. As we heard that passage about to those who had strong and deep faith in him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. And so the spirit that was at work in Jesus can become the same spirit that is at work in us, this power to be fully the children of God we are intended to be. And today, we're looking at the theme, a transforming word. The whole concept we've been exploring is fascinating as the word, we know the world turns, the world is constantly turning, but as the word turns, as a phrase shifts, Things change when words are used, when words are spoken. We see different angles, different refractions, sort of like the old disco balls, you know, that uh, would turn and, and just shoot all kinds of different angles. Well, we're like each one of those. We each get an angle, and each one of our angles and refraction of light is slightly different. Same light, same source, just different ways of perceiving. We have different beliefs. We have different experiences. We have different backgrounds. And that's as it should be. The Word is turning. And God's creative power is moving. It's changing. It's at work in the world. As the Word turns, and it does, God continues to be active in God's world. J. Walter Cross of Bradenton, Florida told this story of a, of a man who happened to be a Christian, but he was on a passenger train, and um, one of those commuter trains, and he was sitting next to someone who was having an attitude adjustment, if you know what I mean. Okay? And he kept asking this guy who happened to be a Christian, he kept saying, would you like a drink? And uh, each time he tactfully refused. Well, finally, a few minutes before the last stop, the man spoke one more time. I guess you think I'm a no-good drunk. To which he replied, No, I think you are a very generous man. <laughs> that response touched something that began a transformation in that guy's life, and he was never the same afterward. He turned his life around because somebody saw something good in him that word 
that gracious word turned a life. You see, that can happen when we speak a word. It can happen in another person. It can also happen to us. How innocently a a disability can begin. So little. A a single gene. A solitary nerve. A pair of neurons. A tiny cluster of cells. A childhood illness. A momentary lapse on the road. An off-tackle lunge. A few drops of the wrong medicine. And an entire life can be altered forever. Yet how gently and in small ways comes to a smile. A smile, wise assistance, a job, a sense of worth, a bit of love, yes, a word. An entire life can be changed forever. Words can transform. We can offer a word that transforms. I'm sure you can think of things in your life, a few that I've experienced once when I was in a broken relationship and thought it had to be put back together, but it clearly wasn't going to happen. Someone said, if we can't redeem the relationship, we need to work on redeeming each of you individually. I've had people tell me when I was discouraged that my life was not meaningless, but that it was worth something. I've had people tell me that I had gifts I didn't know I had. At Christmas time, we have memories. Memories that burn bright. So, as I continue on in the sermon, I want you, it's okay, you can let your mind wander a little bit. Let your mind wander a little bit and think back to experiences in your life when somebody may have said something to you that really made a difference, that maybe helped turn something a little bit in your life, or maybe a lot of bit. Think about those things that have been said to you, those moments of grace where something came to you and helped you see more in yourself than you could see in the moment. Let those memories bubble up. Let them become alive for you again this morning. But now I want you, as you're doing that, in the back of your mind, I want you to hear one of the most important lines of Scripture. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. To think that the Word the very communicative essence of God became flesh as one of us. That is amazing. And that word is a transforming word. The manger of Christ is Martin Luther's description of the word of God, the Bible talks about the Bible being the manger of Christ. Well, a manger contains straw and animals, human words we use to describe it. But the manger, he said, includes Christ, the true Word of God, 
And it is quite worth our while to dig through the straw of cultural hang-ups and old superstitions to discover the living word, Jesus Christ. Christmas is a time when we celebrate the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus in our world, well over 2,000 years ago. But Christmas is also a time when we seek to let Jesus be born anew in us as the word turns. I want you to hear these words of theologian Robin Van Cleef. God has a way of turning things around, calling green shoot from dead stump, investing the common with a sense of royalty, sending the spirit, fists crammed with love and justice, wisdom and might to transform our lives. He concludes, Come, turn around God. Touch my divided self, drawing together the polarities, leopard and lamb, lion and calf, subject to the implicit child within. And the Word became flesh, turning and turning, churning and churning, transforming and transforming. You see, Nature forms us. Sin deforms us. Education informs us. Only Christ transforms us. Jesus born in us. Is not that the essence of Christmas? Many people say, Jesus transformed my heart. Or others will say, unless you receive Jesus into your heart, you will not be a true Christian. I'd like to turn that and offer a slightly different perspective on that experience. Accepting Jesus into your heart. The man or the baby. That's about as silly as as when, remember Nicodemus, he was the, the rabbi who went to Jesus at night and asked him what he must do and so on. And, and, and Jesus said, a person must be born again, born anew. And, and Nicodemus said, well, what? Can a, can a person re-enter their mother's womb? Ridiculous, right? And the rhetorical answer, of course, is, not, is no. And that's the same idea of having either the baby Jesus or the man Jesus, born in our heart. It doesn't make sense. Jesus never wanted the focus to be on himself. Many Christians mistake this. But that's why we don't worship Jesus directly. We don't worship Jesus. Jesus was a pointer. He pointed people to God, not to himself. He wanted people to worship God in spirit and truth. So the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh. The Word came into Jesus. The Word came into Jesus, turning and transforming, and the divine entered the human in a new way, and we call that incarnation. That's why language that says, I need Jesus in my heart, 
needs a bit of a turn for me. The Spirit, the Word, the communicative energy that was at work in Jesus, that's what I seek in my heart. That's what I seek in my heart. The Spirit, the Word, the communicative energy that was at work in Jesus, I want that to be at work in me. And I want that to be at work in you. But not my literal blood-pumping heart, but the heart of faith. You see, language is such a tricky business. But it is one of the most fabulous gifts we have. It helps create and communicate. It's okay. (laughs) Point well taken. (laughs) Through it, through the Word, we know caring and connectedness. Friends, I don't I don't think I can know Jesus, the man, in a personal sense. I've got to be very honest. I can't know him in a personal sense. Not Jesus, the man. We can only know what people have written about him and what they say he said. Now, that doesn't discount all that. By faith, we believe They are words about the Word. I will never fully understand the Spirit and Word that was at work in Jesus, but that's what I want to make contact with. That's the Spirit I want alive in my spirit. And that's the Spirit I want alive in your spirit. Communication, when it's real, is heart to heart. It's heart to heart. It's honest. And our human words can barely describe it when it's that deep and that real. God communicated from God's heart to the heart of our world. And words can hardly contain it. (laughs) But the word can. And the word did, and the Word still does. Here's how the poet and theologian Robert Raines put it. Lord of little things, you made your home in a stable under a star in a cradle on straw, and the little things shone their starlit welcome. Make your hope with me in the little things of my days, cards, gifts, Mistletoe on tiptoe, tree tinsel, multicolored lights. And let the little things shine their glory for you and me once more. Lord of little us, you made your home in the heart of our world. Make your home now in the world of our hearts. And the word. Became flesh. That word lived among us. 
And we have seen his glory, the glory is of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. We have received grace upon grace. Then here are the words of the Apostle Paul that Mickey read for us. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing of the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. See, that's what it means to have the Spirit that was at work in Jesus at work in you. That's what Paul's talking about. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others better than yourselves and let each of you look not to your own interests but to the interests of others. Is not that the spirit of Christmas? Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. No, he emptied himself. He emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became so obedient to die even on a cross. That's a transforming word. And that brings us full circle to where we began. We, too, can share in and share a transforming word. Up to us. Don't have to. But you can share and be a transforming word to others in small ways. But it's the small things that can be the most powerful. A word of encouragement. A word of cheer. A word of consolation of compassion. Another poet wrote this. It is a mystery, Lord. In the midst of a season of mysteries defying reason, how could God become human or bread be flesh or wine blood? When I am tempted thus to fantastic flights of theological speculation, remind me, Lord, through human things like straw and swaddling claws, That incarnation comes and God shows divine life through human lives like mine. Our words, our communication is now more important than ever. Some people think the Bible is the complete word of God and nothing else is needed for God's revelation. Well, they're wrong. They're just plain wrong. God spoke the world, in, the, word, the world into being. Remember Genesis. God said, let there be, and there was. God spoke the world into being. The metaphorical image is words create. And God hasn't stopped communicating ever since. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people, and the light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it. The Incarnation is alive and well this year, in 2022, right here, right now, because the Word became flesh, and the Word still becomes flesh in you and in me. Christmas comes every time we see God in other persons. The human and the holy meet in Bethlehem or in Malaga Cove, for Christmas comes even now. It comes in the face of hatred and war. There's no atrocity too terrible to stop it. No Herod strong enough. No hurt deep enough. No curse shocking enough. No disaster shattering enough. For someone on earth will see the star. Someone will still hear an angel voice. Someone will run to Bethlehem. Someone will know peace and goodwill. And the Word will be born and live among us full of truth and grace. And friends, that's a transforming word.